Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the gift of laughter, and we thank you for all of these faithful disciples of yours that gather via Zoom and in person as we come to support each other on our faith journey and to learn more through song and prayer and the study of the scripture, how to be better disciples, how to be better partners and better friends and better uh, siblings and just better human beings. And we thank you for the work that you're doing in us, with us, and through us. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Have you ever needed something? Have you ever needed something in your life? Uh, that's probably a very silly question. We all, have, we all have needs. Almost everyone here has several needs. Some people have real significant needs in their life and in their lifetime, looking at devastating things that are happening in their families or family issues, financial difficulties, the challenges of being a single parent, issues with a child, issues with a sibling, or even issues with caring for an elderly parent. Some people have needs that they're, they have decisions, very difficult decisions that they have to make. And some are battling diseases and wondering what the outcome will be. And then for our unhoused siblings who are living on the streets, as we enjoy the warm weather this week, we, we're hearing in the news that a storm is coming next week that will bring six to seven inches of rain. And while you and I are blessed indeed to say we will be undercover, they will be outside exposed to the elements, needs. The list of challenges that we can encounter is really exhaustive. And amid our challenges, we sometimes need help. We need help. We seek someone we can turn to for support and direction and who can really provide a possible solution to the needs that we have. And in cases beyond human ability, we turn to God and we pray that the divine will be with us on our behalf and work in our favor. We might not expect God to lift every burden that we encounter, but we sure could use some help with some of the heavy ones. It might not be our prayer that God moves every mountain that we come to, but a little assistance around those high ones would be greatly appreciated. We might not ask God to give us the whole loaf but can I just have a little crumb? This is the situation as we look at in our text before us today. Jesus is approached by a mother. She's not seeking something for herself. She's not seeking a bigger house, better car or camel. She's not seeking newer shoes, new clothes. She's not looking out for herself. She's coming to Jesus on behalf of her daughter. She's in a desperate situation. She needs something in her life. So she comes to Jesus, not asking for the whole loaf, but just asking for some crumbs. In the text, a burdened mother locates Jesus, and she, begins, she brings, rather, this petition to Jesus for this help that she needs. This woman came to Jesus because she was concerned for her daughter. 
the child was filled with an evil spirit. Depending on the translation, it might even say she was demon-possessed. This evil spirit caused her to act violently and angrily. The child and the mother desperately needed help. It may be that the evil spirit was causing bodily harm to the child. Matthew chapter 9, verse 22, and Matthew chapter 15, verse 2, tells us that she cried out to Jesus. The child cried out to Jesus. The word means to, to croak or to shout after another. It's the idea of a very loud, persistent shrieking. Now, if you've ever been to my house at night, you would experience that with my cat. <laughs> I mean, at, at the most ungodly hours of the night, I'm like, Guma, go, go, you're in timeout. <laughs> the mother was frantic. The mother was heartbroken. She was determined to get the help that she needed for her child. So she came to Jesus shouting, crying, screaming at the top of her lungs for the help that she needed. She needed something that society had not been able to provide. She was looking for something that religion had been powerless to give her. She desired a solution that no one else could deliver. She was desperate, and so she sought Jesus for help. She sought Jesus for hope. Perhaps she had heard, as the latter story in the text that Lisa just read, she had heard that Jesus had healed diseases, how he had opened eyes of the blind and unstopped the ears of the deaf, and, and how he had driven out demons and other people. And she thought, if he could do that for them, maybe he can do that for me. Maybe he can help. And so faith and hope had aroused in her heart Faith and hope had been revived in the life of this mother. Has faith and hope ever lost a place in your life? Have the situations of life ever been such that you lose a sense of faith and lose a sense of hope? Can anybody here listening to me identify with this mother? Have you ever been at your wit's end? over some situation that you needed help with? Have you ever exhausted the means, all of the means that you're disposable and still needed help not knowing where to turn? Maybe I'm just talking to myself. This mother came to Jesus for help. But we're shocked, we're really shocked when she doesn't get the response that she imagined. You know, this loving, caring, compassionate Jesus, she expected to experience all of that and more in bringing her petition to Jesus. She stays after Jesus, though, until she overcomes the obstacles that block her from getting what she wants. She met resistance on every end she wasn't about to give up. Let me list some of the obstacles that this woman, this mother encountered. Verse 26 tells us she encountered the obstacle of race because she was from Tyre and Sidon. Matthew 15 and 2 records that he was a Canaanite. And this reveals at least two things about her. Canaanites, like some people of today, were considered 
descendants of cursed people. So as a member of a doomed race, she had to overcome her race. That's the first obstacle. Secondly, she had to overcome her religion because she was a, from a foreign region. This woman had two strikes against her from the very start, her race and her religion. Here she was, a Gentile mother crying out to a Jewish Messiah. And according to Matthew 15 and 33, Jesus gave her the response that she deserved. He didn't even acknowledge her presence. He answered her not a word. So she had to overcome her race and she had to overcome her religion. And then she encountered racism on the hands of the disciples. The disciples who see and hear this Gentile calling out to this Jewish Messiah, and they react by telling her, telling Jesus to do what? Send her away. You don't have time to deal with her. They wanted nothing to do with this Gentile. She's not one of us. She's not one of their people. And in the disciples' eyes, she was different which was enough to justify this not caring about her. We've never seen that in this society today, right? So race, religion, and racism, and then she had to overcome rejection. Race, religion, racism, and rejection. Howard Thurman once said, there is no miracle greater than the miracle of human speech. Someone else said that the words we speak make the world, the voice to which we listen shapes our imagination. Did you, did you hear how Jesus spoke to this woman? His words were harsh. His words must have shaken her to the very core of her being. His words probably broke her heart. Matthew 15 and 2 and to 26 adds much details concerning this conversation. First, Jesus ignores her. It's as if he turns an indifferent ear to her cries to help. Then Jesus tells her his whole purpose for coming to the world was to seek the lost sheep of Israel. When she persists, Jesus tells her that she's a dog and she doesn't deserve the bread from the children. The disciples rejected her and it appears that even Jesus is rejecting her too. So let's see if you're following me. Race. What else is it? Religion. Religion. No, what's Racism. the Racism, rejection, and reality. The reality of this situation are harsh. An evil spirit possessed her daughter. She was a member of a doomed race. These so-called religious disciples of Jesus didn't seem to care about her and her situation at all. Look at all of the odds that are against this woman. It must have appeared to this mother that her situation was hopeless. Situation was hopeless. Someone listening to me, maybe via Zoom, maybe someone here feels like they might be facing a situation that they would describe as hopeless. Facing some barriers today. 
Others have been praying about matters that trouble your heart and you're wondering, when am I ever going to get over this? When am I ever going to get through this? When am I ever going to get around this? When am I ever going to get by this? You cried out and there'd been no answer. And some people may be at, at the point where they even feel like giving up. And so I come today to encourage you that God's silence doesn't indicate an unwillingness to meet your needs, but can be an opportunity for faith to increase. As Jesus speaks to this woman, notice that Jesus never tells her no. Jesus never tells her to go away. What Jesus says is, let the children first be filled. And that word first is a word that we often overlook in this text. And it was exactly what this broken-hearted mother needed to hear. Jesus did not speak that you cannot have what you are looking for. And so the mother took this to mean that if first is not available, I'll take second. If first is not available, I'll take second. I heard one preacher say that if God is blessing my neighbor, that means God is in my neighborhood. <laughs> and maybe I can be next in line for a blessing. The woman said, you can't bless me first, but I'll take seconds. You see, these obstacles that were thrown up were not placed there really to discourage the woman. They weren't placed there to defeat this mother. However, the obstacles were used to mature her faith. Let me just take you through just a few minutes of the progression of this woman. She calls on Jesus based on the role of this Jewish Messiah, and she receives no help. She had no right to approach Jesus on, on that ground. And so she hears Jesus tell her that his mission on earth is to the nation of Israel. And she moves beyond seeing Jesus as a Jewish Messiah when she hears this. She sees him as her only hope. She sees him as being worthy of worship. And in Matthew chapter 15, verse 2, she bows down. She humbles herself at his feet. She worships him and she appeals to him for help that she needs, not for herself, but for her daughter. Then she hears Jesus compare her to a dog. Jews looked at all non-Jewish people as dog, but the word used in the text, the Greek word used in the text for dog, it really refers to a little puppy. It refers to an animal that is considered a part of the family. You know, to many people today, many people who don't have partners or don't have children, their pets have become family to them. Amen. I, adopted, I adopted my cat. I adopted my cat during COVID when I was living alone and I was bored and just 
in this apartment by myself and I adopted her. I, well, maybe she adopted me. <laughs> so for some people, their pets become family. And, and that's the word that is used in the text for a little puppy. Ooh, little puppy. <laughs> I imagine Jesus having a twinkle in his eye when he says this, that she immediately catches. She said, oh, Jesus says, ah, even the dogs, and Jesus probably winks at her, gets the crumbs under the table. The dog sits there hoping and expecting, even my cat, I have trained her, seriously. This is the routine, and I'm sorry to talk about my cat so much, but this is the routine. I, I come home, and if she comes to the door and greet me, I go to the snack pile, and I give her some treats. So now she's smart. She doesn't even greet me at the door. She just goes where the snacks are. <laughs> Sitting there hoping and expecting someone to slip. You know, the dog comes onto the table and, and, and you know, all of the people are saying, no table food for the dog. <laughs> and you just slip the dog some food. The puppy can see the food. It can, it can smell the food. It knows what it wants and it reaches out. And it just needs someone to acknowledge its presence and give it a bite. The mother says, I know it's not right to take the food from the children's table and give it to the dogs, but even the dogs sometimes are treated with morsel from the table. And all I'm asking for are some crumbs. She wasn't asking for everything. She was just asking for some puppy portions. <laughs> A lot of people when would have given up on Jesus. A lot of people would have said, what well, I tried, he's not for me and this is not for me. They would have given up when Jesus ignored. They would have given up when the disciples played the race card. They would have given up even when Jesus called her a dog, yet this woman persisted. This woman was determined. Most folks would have thrown in their hands in frustration and stormed off in anger saying, I don't need this. So much for God. So much for this God of love, for this message of compassion and your narrow, bigoted religion. I don't need this. I don't want anything to do with a God or religion like that. And some people are even at that state today because of so much stuff going on in the church and because of the way the church is represented in the world. But this mother, she persisted despite everything that was thrown in her path, she persisted. You know why? Because too much was at stake. Her little daughter needed to be delivered. Her little daughter needed some help. Her little daughter needed to be saved from the bondage. Her family needed to be saved. She needed help. And she was determined to get a crumb even the crumb would help her. 
Have you encountered any obstacles that have made you want to throw your hands up? Have you looked at the hypocrisy and the apathy of the church and concluded that since God's people don't care, why should you? Maybe someone has said, um, God can't help and Jesus doesn't care. I've heard that. Have you heard people say that? Here's a deeper confession. I've even said it. Too much is at stake not to be like this mother. And so in closing, I want to encourage you to keep bringing your needs to Jesus. In spite of the, what's the R's? Race, racism, religion, rejection, and reality. Keep bringing them. Keep seeking Christ's face until he responds. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Even if it's just for some crumbs. Let's pray. God, all of us have those times where we, our faith wanes. We may not lose faith, but our faith wanes. And we say like the person in the scripture, I believe, but help my unbelief. Strengthen us in those weak moments to be as persistent and as determined as this woman, this mother in this text, who is not seeking something for herself, but for someone else. Amen. Amen.